0: My name is Dr. Tracy Karras, and welcome to the SOH, otherwise known as the state of healthcare. The state of healthcare in the United States, let's be honest, is actually one of illness. We spend far more money than any other nation to receive less care and less quality of care. Walter Cronkite calls it neither healthy, caring, or a system. As a healthcare professional who's had 20 plus years in this system, My focus is on prevention and education and trying to get patients back to actually enjoying happy and functional lives. So it's frustrating to me when I have to watch my patients and my friends and my family fight against a system just to get what little care they do and oftentimes get a medication thrown at them instead of actually looking for what the problem is or trying to find a healthier alternative that's not going to damage them in the long term. That's why we're here. So I invite you to join me on this journey. We're going to be starting to raise awareness. Awareness is the first step in any good 12-step program, right, to making change. We have a broken system. where only a few people profit. And I'm not picking on all of those hard healthcare workers in the trenches, because those are the people, unfortunately, getting burnt out and leaving the system. So we need to figure out what's going on. So in this podcast, we're going to be interviewing some healthcare professionals, people in the industry, people surrounding the industry, and try to figure out what's going on here, what's broken for them, what would make their lives easier, and how we're going to do this. So welcome to the SOH, and let's figure out what's going on. Hi, and welcome back to the State of Healthcare podcast. Uh, Today uh, is actually me. Um, This is probably going to be the most uncomfortable episode, mostly because it's just me um it's interesting I I was teased because um people were saying in the other episodes that I didn't talk very much I was mostly like going and asking questions or just agreeing or you know trying to learn more about the other practitioners and if anyone knows me I definitely have no problem talking um however um I wanted to learn I wanted to learn from all these people that have amazing expertise and that I respect in their fields. And so for me, I was like, well, I don't want to be all interjecting because sometimes I do get super excited and interrupt people. And I I was like, oh, crap. But today is all me. So it's a little more uncomfortable because now the spotlight's all here and I can't divert and can't ask a question or can't whatever. But um, mostly what I kind of wanted to talk about was. Like, why did I decide to do a podcast? Someone's like, why did you decide to do something in the state of healthcare? Like, what was the point behind it? And in my world, we all know I have a lot of soap boxes, right? I have a lot of things that I go off on with the profession where I'm like, blah, 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 and this, this, this. And so I decided that if I'm going to complain about things, I might as well do something to change it. And the first step is awareness. So whether two people listen to this podcast or obviously the millions of like listeners that are going to start happening, right? Because everyone's going to share this and it's going to be amazing. Um, I wanted to start drawing awareness to things that I've noticed for being in the profession for about 20 years now. Um, I guess I just, I wanted to whether I could spark change or just change something for someone or just give someone a life lesson or inspire them, or even just at least bring an understanding. So I still love being a physical therapist. Like I love what I do. There are days I'm like a oh, little paperwork or a oh, little this, you know, or I get frustrated when I can't fix something for someone or like frustrated with just progressions or just there's things, but I still genuinely love what I do. And when I'm working one-on-one with my patients, which is its own thing, right? Cause now I'm cash pay and I take time with my people that I love that. Like, that's uh, like fun for me, whether it's fun for the patient because they're being tortured and all this stuff it is its own can of worms. But, um, I guess I just wanted to see if other practitioners had experienced similar things that I had in the world and I wanted to learn their end of it. Um, But mostly what I wanted to also do is educate the patients, like what's going on out there. Um, I think I've probably babbled this story before, but when I was interviewing to get into physical therapy school, um, there was a PT and it's kind of interesting because he's been kind of a random influence in my life in different, he reappears in my world Unfortunately, he has passed away at this point, but I remember he, I walked in and he throws my folder to the side and he's like, you tell me about Tracy. And, and, you know, I'm doing this interview and we were having a really good conversation and he just basically said, I want to apologize to you. he said, we have screwed you over. He's like, practitioners have screwed the system. We have taken advantage of what, insurance companies will pay and he said and you will pay for this the rest of your life he's like you will spend the rest of your career justifying everything you do because the insurance companies are tired of this which understandable right so you've got the practitioners who unfortunately took advantage so now the system's here so the insurance is like whoa so now I feel like we've got a system that's here right and I didn't understand what he meant at the time I was like okay, I'm just trying to get into school sir you know and it was a whole thing and then as I started practicing <laughs> my first jobs and all this stuff and started learning about what actually goes on and billing and this and that, those words haunted me. And and I feel like for people when they're like, but I have insurance, but I have this. And, and you expect this quality care, right? Because you pay. You pay monthly for your insurance, whether your company covers most of it or you put in a percentage or say you're privately paying for your insurance, which is another soapbox um, that I may get into, but we'll see. Um, you pay for this and you think I put into this, so I should get these benefits. The insurance company is like, you know, and, and on a level you have to get that right. You don't want the clear fraud that was obviously happening before. I mean, I remember the guy telling me, he's like, I could bill for a band aid and physical therapy and I get paid for it. And you look at your bills. If you get out of a hospital or a doctor's office and you're like, really, this was $500. Unfortunately, now those hospitals and doctors have realized they have to bill this enormous amount of money because they're only going to get this tiny percentage for what the insurance companies have done now. So I feel like what's hard is for the average patient, like say in a physical therapy practice, you go to a PT practice and you're like, but I have insurance, right? It should cover this. And you're like, yay. And there's spaces in network with me. And it's so amazing. But the things that go behind that are what you're not seeing. So for this business, and then again, everybody kind of gets the business model, right? You got to calculate how much it takes to pay the rent and keep the lights on and buy the supplies and pay for the staff and pay for the medical billing. So to do that, you come in all all, um, excited with your thing, like I'm going to get the best care, right? Well, unfortunately they're thinking how many of these people we got to crank through to pay and just break even, let alone make a profit. So you're a little like hundred dollars that your insurance may pay if you're lucky they're thinking well that's maybe the salary of a PT for a couple of hours so we've got to crank a bunch of these people through so what happens with that system is then you're like yay so the practitioner's like well I get 10 minutes with you and then you're going to be passed to someone else who um, gets paid less because you know it's economically better to have the PT like boom 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 like a factory basically running through people really quickly. And then they're being passed to people who earn significantly less money to do the exercises, which as a patient, you're thinking, why am I not getting the full expertise to this person? I'm clearly paying for it, but on a level, not really. Um, I just still remember, I'm not going to name the particular insurance company that it was, but they would pay a maximum of $65 a visit. So as a practitioner, if I was in network with this company, And say you had a $20 copay, then the insurance would say, okay, well, that person's already paid $20, so you're going to get $45. So all of that work that I would do if I spent a good hour like working with them and doing exercise and all that stuff, I was getting $45 for it no matter what I did because the insurance dictated that. And and it ended up being like if you were actually out of network and didn't take that insurance company and then you build them out of network you made more money. So it's interesting because patients are like, well, why don't these places take my insurance? Or why are places rejecting my insurance? Or why are this and that? So I can't completely fault the insurance companies. Although I do have to say that when there is any type of thing, no matter what recession, insurance companies always still stay in the black. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, I don't know if anybody ever watched, there was like a John Grisham movie, I think with Matt Damon, um, and he was fighting some insurance company that denied all these health services for someone i think they passed away or something had happened and then it made them more sick and the initial response of any insurance company is to deny 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 deny. i don't know if it's some person just sitting there and you got to feel bad like somebody's just taking a job right they just want this job maybe they don't know what they're doing that affects all these people's lives but they're following an algorithm so you get a claim you're like deny and then it's to see how whether the patient or the practitioner will fight for it so we're in a system where basically places don't want to pay (laughs) so practitioners that are trying to survive in the system are like trying to do the best they can to make whatever money so they can survive and put money on their like in their pocketbooks and also just feed their families right so it's a system where that's, I guess, what I want to draw attention to. And I don't necessarily have like all the answers. Um, there is a reason I went cash pay. And um, yes, people, I probably do charge less than I should, but um, I'm trying to keep it as economical as possible for um, my patients so that it's like you paying a copay somewhere, right? So so why would you feel sad about using your not using your insurance because you're basically just going to pay me the same anyway, right? Um, so... I guess I just, I feel like seeing other practitioners reject certain insurances or go cash pay. That's kind of my thing right now. I feel like we can't wake the insurance companies up unless as a practitioners, we start uniting together and saying, no, we refuse to accept that. I refuse to accept your shitty reimbursements. I refuse to accept that I have to see. My first job, I would work an eight hour day and I had to see 25 patients a day. And I say, see in quotations, right? Like they they. They went past me <laughs> and it was kind of a soul crushing job. I feel like everyone needs like a soul crushing job for their first job. So you see if you really want to do it. Um, also naive on my part for taking some recruiter at their word, like 15 a day. And I'm like, I can see to an hour. No, no. I was lucky to get bathroom breaks, if that, with people pounding on the door telling me I had patients ready. I never got to eat. There's a reason I have my soda addiction. I'm not going to lie. And just, you know, it was just I remember there was a time a patient was like, I don't even know why I come here. I could just do this shit at home. And I went in the break room and just started crying because I thought to myself, this isn't why I'm a physical therapist. Like I wanted to actually make a difference in people's lives. And here I am just cranking people like a factory and it's really upsetting and soul-crushing and you know I could give you many I could have an entire podcast episode on just (laughs) crappy jobs I've had to be honest um and and what people have done in ways to try to um make survive the healthcare system ethically or unethically or whatever they've done but what I wanted to draw awareness to was I, I want people to fight back and, and you don't have to fight back. But I guess I'm always a person who's like, this is an injustice. We must confront it. Right. I want people to demand more. I want practitioners to say, no, I refuse to accept that. And I feel like I'm seeing that trend more. I mean, I still feel like a lot of practitioners have either gotten out of the profession, which is why, unfortunately, for patients, there's a healthcare shortage. And um, or healthcare provider shortage because people are like, screw this. Why am I putting up with this crap? And also, then there is the other end of it where um, they just go into these soul crushing jobs. There are a lot of practitioners, individual practitioners give that up. And then they go into these giant conglomerate hospitals, which. I have my own can of worms issues with as well, simply just because now you're creating a monopoly. It's nice that all your records are in a particular place, but you've created a monopoly fortunately with a monopoly sometimes people feel like they don't have to provide the quality cuz they're just protected and where else are you going to go um and i won't name names but you know there's definitely hospitals and things and systems gobbling other systems up and then they're just expecting and patients don't have choices um and that's also why you see more practitioners going cash pay or offices refusing to accept insurances and that's the only way you're going to squeeze those to have change if If insurance companies have either where no places will take them, they can't find practitioners. So then there are people who are like, well, why do I even have you? Now companies start dropping you. You don't want to pay for this particular insurance. And I am in no way attempting to screw people over who work for the insurance companies. Yes. So the average person working for an insurance company is just doing their thing. A lot of there are some soulless people in there and I have some issues and we've probably had conversations and there's been some PTs I've definitely argued with while I'm doing this, and I'm like, I know you're just trying to pay your bills, but how do you sleep at night when you're, like, giving these stupid things for a patient, like, just give them three to four visits for that particular diagnosis and send them on their way, because everybody obviously fits into a particular box, and that's how they respond, because everybody with low back pain just needs four visits plus a home exercise program, right? And then they're perfect, because everyone's going to do their exercises all the time and be amazing, but, um, I'm just wanting to incite people to realize that I don't know if COVID taught anybody anything, and and with this, I mean, sure, there's lots of lessons with COVID, but whatever your thoughts on the thing, I I feel like people should have realized that the healthcare system is clearly flawed, and and we don't always know what we're doing, right? And I feel like there's always been this thing of like, but I go to my doctor and my doctor tells me to do this. And I trust my doctor and you do want to have good doctors that you trust. And you do want to find those ones. And like, clearly me, obviously who makes no mistakes is all the things, but you know, always trust your physical therapist. But um, I just, I want people to realize they have to take an active part in their healthcare. If you take a passive role in your own health, You will be the person who just gets shoved to the side that doesn't get anything taken care of. And, and you, you will end up having so many more problems and I hate saying you have to fight for it, but right now you have to fight for it um, or it won't happen. And whether that means sending me a message like, Tracy, you didn't send me my homework, where's my stuff or reviewing your thing. I would much rather have my patients be communicative with me and send me things and and send, like tell me this or that. And and you know what? Call me out and be like, hey, I didn't get the stuff you sent or the video didn't work or whatever, but you need to fight for it. And, and it's kind of one of those lessons my father ended up having a brain bleed in 2000, or 2021 and You know, then my poor mom had to come in. And I think this was a terrible lesson for her. I had to teach her how to fight for everything. And also, I want to call out the practitioners, to be honest. Like, I work really hard, or I try to, anyway. And I fight for my patients. And I will try to get you the stuff. I will try to follow up. I'll try to remember. I'll try to review things. And I get burnout, man. Like, there is a reason I'm on my own and doing my thing and trying to do the stuff in the world. Because... The corporate system the abused and like I felt like I threw my heart and soul into stuff and just you know I was like why am I doing this for someone else's dreams when they don't appreciate it so here I am throwing myself into it for my own dreams but to be honest I get I get burnout and I understand your worlds and that's a little bit why I've been trying to interview people to see what's going on in their world. But also I have to say like coming back to this I get I get COVID wore people out. I get so many things but I'm tired of the bullshit that I see out there. Like, especially again, also it's my dad. So I'll fight for all the things. But some of the shit I watched with his system, I was so disappointed, even in physical therapists. And again, I'm not going to call out that particular hospital system that is a giant conglomerate that decided that they are all the things. But, you know, I'd leave messages or emails and they wouldn't respond. And it wasn't literally until I like threatened them. I basically had to say, if you don't return my call, I'll send my father the tornado in and he'll take care of it. And obviously the fear of my dad was far more than whatever, but I do this every day and I work really hard and I get burnout, but patience, fight for your stuff, right? If it's important, fight for it. And, and maybe find it's the hardest part is finding an advocate for your corner and asking questions. But I, um I try really hard to keep up on all my patients things and try to help them fight for the stuff they need. So sometimes it's, kind of hard, like, can you find a person that could help you with that? Unfortunately, the days of the good general practitioner or primary care doctor, who's the gatekeeper, that was the kind of coordinator of everything that sent you all the places that's kind of fading out. You don't see that a lot. And it's hard. My dad, my dad actually does have one that's really good. And I'm very proud of him, but he's getting close to retirement. And I feel like whatever's evolved in the system hasn't, hasn't had that. So patients, you need to fight for your stuff. Um, and don't just passively accept it. Don't take just the medication they give you because of that. We are in a system. And and again, you can tell me I'm a conspiracist. Because of, of course my world is like, just run around and work out all the time, right? Because I have trouble sitting still and even just sitting still to do this. I'm in my head. I'm like, I could be moving all over the place. But um, I just, I feel like we're in a system where it makes more money to give people drugs, right? It makes more money to keep people on terrible diets, in taking medications because that gives people money in the pharmaceutical companies. And whether or not that then like if you keep people in healthy and you keep them not living as long because they've got these terrible diseases and and then it puts money in the pocketbooks of all these CEOs, then clearly that's where the system is. So you go to these doctors and, and it's not the doctor's fault necessarily. They're just trying to survive in the system. They have to go through a checklist of things where it's like, did this person see this? have this, then you need to try to give them this medication. And they have to go through that checklist where they're not going to get paid and they're not going to be able to support their family. So, but you as a patient have the right to question that. You don't have to just accept it. Now, again, the only time you have to just accept it is when I tell you what to do, (laughs) but practitioners fight back and, and be better. To be honest, I, you know, What is this mediocre care of this crap where you don't return messages, you don't respond to patients, but also patients, as much as you're fighting back, be kind, fight back, be stern, but don't be an asshole. Um, Sometimes you don't know all of the things that a practitioner is going through. Um, If you haven't watched the episodes of this podcast prior to this babbling one that I'm creating, I encourage you to go back and listen to the stuff that each of these practitioners is going through or has gone through. And um, from the out from the physical therapy side of it, right? There's two amazing physical therapists that I interviewed. And, you know, they're like, I'm just trying to survive and do my documentation. Because otherwise, if I go home after if I spend all the time with you, and I'm one on one, which is the best part of the job, usually, right? They have three to four hours of paperwork every night. Like that sucks. Like you want to have a life too, right? And instead you're like, well, I got to do all this because I couldn't do it while I'm there and I'm juggling that. And I have to look at what what units I can bill for which in particular insurance company and what will be reimbursed here. And you have to learn all of that stuff that's going through your mind while you're also trying to analyze what happened with that patient and what's going on. So patients, you need to be active. You need to do the shit you've been assigned. You need to question things that you don't think about. You can get second opinions. Be kind to your practitioners, but also like hold them accountable. And if you don't like what you're getting, you go somewhere else and also hold your insurance company accountable. If they're not giving you the shit you want, you fight back or you're like, no, you know what? This is bullshit. And you keep fighting and you keep fighting because there's, you can't make change unless you start like throwing the rock in and creating the ripples. And if there's enough of that happening, maybe we go to a better system, um, so there's been tries. We've tried, definitely. And it hasn't always quite worked out. But, you know, I don't want this to be a downer episode because people are like, why Why did you even invest in this? That only is a great education for me. I feel like every time I talk to an amazing practitioner or I, I get someone else's opinion, I feel like I learn something, right? I'm definitely learning great tips. If nothing else, just get up and move throughout the day, right? Um, I definitely learned that doing a brief stint at American Express while I was trying to save money for PT school. And just sitting all day like that was terrible for me. So what is it? Sitting is the new smoking. Um, So get up and move. You don't have to make immediate, like all the changes. But this is my message to you. Fight back. Like demand what you need. Don't be an asshole. But I think we need to expect better. We need to be better and we need to expect better. And to be honest, that's a little bit why I decided to do this. I want to start raising awareness. And so, um, I know you're like, "Ooh, she's so angry today." I'm not angry. I'm charged because if I was angry and I was just, well, I would have gotten out of being a PT. I guess like I could go into my full dessert tasting all the time, right? All the fun stuff. But I still love what I do. I love working with patients. I love helping people get their lives back. And and I believe that there can be hope in things I've, I've seen stuff out there i've seen a lot of terrible but um i feel like we start making the ripples and that's you know let's change the world right in my naive view of things but um yeah let's change the world and and so as a patient you know and as a practitioner let's be better let's let's be better let's do better and, you know, let's take accountability for ourselves. Um, So that being said, you're like, ooh, season two. Season two is coming in January. I'm very excited. I've loved all the people I've gotten to talk to. I really hope you go back and listen to some of the amazing things that they can offer you and just life tips and things like that. But Season two is going to be about you guys. It's going to be about the patients. It's going to be about the patient experience. We're going to be highlighting certain conditions. And maybe you have experiences. Maybe you haven't. But I'd really like you to start tuning in. There's going to be some exciting and fun things coming. I'm hoping for all the stuff. So I say keep tuning in. Um, Hopefully you aren't like, oh, so angry. If you want more soapbox and amazing stories, always schedule an appointment with me. Because you know you'll have to listen to that while you're exercising. So why not? But um, so again, fight for your care, be better, <laughs> hold people accountable, but be nice while you do it because healthcare practitioners are fighting a lot of things and we're trying. We're not perfect, but we're trying. So thank you for being here for season one. Um, and you know, my little dream of starting this podcast. Yay. So, and, uh, I will see you in January for 2024 season two. Thank you again for tuning in to the SOH, or State of Healthcare. This is Tracy Karras from Better Fit Therapy, asking you to tune in each week as a new podcaster. And if you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, find us on social media, but also feel free to comment. Let us know some areas you'd like to explore. What are some concerns you have with healthcare? Let us find some areas that would help relate to you, what's going on with everybody else, and help me raise some awareness so that we can work on some change. Thank you again and have a good night.